Well, the day is finally here. We're closing out season one of Sound Culture with a look at the present success of Taylor Swift and the future of her music. We will be analyzing folklore and evermore, then compare her to another hitmaker, Kanye West. Don't worry, it's not going to get crazy. Stay tuned for after the episode for a small recap on season one. See you then. Vintage tea, brand new phone, high heels on, cobblestones. When you are young, they assume you know nothing. Sequin smile, black lipstick, sensual politics. Well, well, well. Aww. We made it. Bittersweet. We're wrapping up season one. With T-Swift. I never thought. No one better. <laughs> no one better to no, wrap up season one. there are better one. people that we could. Just kidding. No. Just kidding. No. This episode, guys, preview, I have had a change of heart. <laughs> I know. We're going to talk about the sister albums, Folklore and Evermore. The sisters, the twinsies. So we're closing out Lover. Lover era. And Taylor's silent again. Global pandemic yes. is what happens. Yeah, well yeah. She's about to go on tour with Lover. Yeah. And then global Lover Fest. pandemic happens. A little something that ruins everyone's lives in some way. Yeah. You know? A little like bit. all of us have been affected. And Taylor is like, Oh, I'm gonna wait till the world opens up again to start writing. And then she was like, wait, no, why? This is the, the opportunity that I've been waiting for to do things like to write what I've always wanted to write, write deep stuff, write journal entries, but, fictional stories. Yes. And put her own emotions on the characters that she creates. So she get, be, starts to build this world, which is like someone else we know. Kanye. <laughs> She starts to build this world of people that live lives, but they're reflective of what's happening in her own heart. It's really cool to see. I mean, this is true, like quarantine project would have only yeah. happened um, with the pandemic. Like I, I firmly believe that folklore and evermore would never have happened if she if this had never happened, if COVID-19 yeah. never have happened, this would not, like, we would not be sitting here with the Taylor that we have yes. today. She um, wrapped up, I remember in her Miss Americana documentary, yeah. she was saying that she was really worried um, with Lover because Lover is the last time that she felt like she could truly reinvent herself mm-hmm. without backlash from the audience hating her. She yeah. goes... She was talking about how she had to continually switch up her persona and switch up her perception for people to be interested in her. Wow. Um, And a lot of it was like, Ed Sheeran has remained the same for over a decade and that's fine, but women can't do that. Uh, Beyonce has changed up her version of her. Always. Ari, always. Even Madonna, Britney Mm -hmm. Spears, every album is a new woman. And she was like, I'm I'm hitting my what was that seventh album? She was like, I sixth album. She was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm thirty. Yeah, she's getting old. She was like, that's not that old. Not old. She's getting adult. 
She's like, I, I can't do this anymore because this isn't where I'm at. This is me trying. Oh, uh, not me naming him. <laughs> she ends up writing with her longtime collaborator, Jack Antonoff. Whoa. With yes. some other friends this Aaron, time. Aaron Desner. Aaron Desner. Who also has worked with Bonnie Vare. Enter Bonnie Vare. <laughs> Enter Bonnie Vare. But we should talk about the songs on it. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. So I will say the first time I listened to Folklore, I was very underwhelmed. Mm. So she just posted a nine grid of the album art. And yeah. she was like, Folklore releasing tomorrow. And... I mean, obviously the cover was like, oh, we're not getting pop. Miss Americana and the no, Heartbreak Prince this is, is gone. Very, um, you need to calm down as Bonnie Bear's like his lane. His self titled yeah. kind of look. So I turn on the one. And through the whole first listen, I'm like, where's the drums? <laughs> like Give me some give me some depth. Some Give some, me some like <laughs> Give me like a some little bass. Some boots and cats. Where did reputation go? <laughs> Where did 1989 go? 80 cents? My defense that I have none. That's the one, right? Oh. No, that was. Oh. You just quoted Evermore, right? Folklore. No. Was... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you never know, never right? Yeah. This album is a grower. It grows on you? Yeah. I remember no, no, no. I turned it on. I kept listening to it and listening to it and listening to it. And I was like, this. This and it, this album ended up defining my summer. This is how I feel about every other Taylor Swift album except 1989. I'm still listening to it to try and see if they grow on me, but they don't. But folklore, summer. That's what Taylor Swift's meaning behind fo- like folklore is supposed to represent summer and childhood and youthfulness mm-hmm. and and you see that in this trifecta of characters that she creates. Um between August and uh, what's the other girl's name? Betty and the guy who's like doesn't have a name. I don't believe. I haven't read all the fan theories. Ooh, come on, why but, are you not read up I on know. it? I've read up. <laughs> but so it's about this trifecta of teenagers, and it kind of makes me smile because I feel like this is a little bit of Taylor Swift's childhood. Yeah, and I I think she's kind of putting it, you know, letting it show up in this fictional light, and then. Bye. Well, yeah, it's like when writers write things, even though it's fiction, it has nothing to do with their life. Like, it could be fantasy. There's going to be a piece of them and everything that they put out. Like, every character will sound like them or sound like someone they know because you can't really write what you don't know well. Oh. Ooh. Wow. Tweet that. Tweet that. So, what do you think of this album? So, my first impression of this album was, shout out to my friend Fia, I was in Dallas with her at her house, and she has this wall that she paints on in her room, and it was like 10 o'clock at night, and she was like, I want to paint the wall, do you want to paint the wall with me? And I said, oh yes, you trust me enough to paint on your wall, I'm not a painter, I wish I was, but, so we start painting, and she turns on folklore, and I was like, up, don't, turn it off, and she's like, no. Like, you're in my house, and you know, <laughs> literally, she's like, we're going to listen to I'm it. nicer than her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you like, would okay. <laughs> But it was just, like, two or three lamps in her room, door shut, like, like her family dun, was asleep, dun. and I remember hearing, like, Mirrorball, and Invisible String, and then Betty, and just, like, being like, wait, is this so therapeutic? And it feels just like a string of thoughts from Taylor that 
is fictional, but the emotions aren't fictional. Oh my god! But I was like, hmm, why is this like healing me? <laughs> yes. But that was my first impression, and I've like, not, I've not gone back to it since, just because I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. But it's definitely made a mark, and I'll always remember that night in my friend's room. So. Yeah. What do you think about it now? Because you've been re-listening through That's it. That's true. Um, I like the one. I like This Is Me Trying. I like Invisible String. And I like Betty. Um, yeah. Invisible String is my favorite track on the yes. whole album. <laughs> it's a goodie. Mirrorball, the lyrics on Mirrorball are really good. I'm a good... I'm a sucker for good lyrics. The whole so. album is so wellfully crafted. Yeah. I think part of this is... Um, Taylor's now long-term boyfriend of like three, four years. Wow. Um, he has a, either an English or writing degree. Oh, so he's um, been able and to And he's speak. very intellectual. Yeah. Um, and so he's been in on this whole process with her. Um, I think they've been dating since Reputation. Joe. Yeah. Joe. Yeah. They've been together since Reputation, Joe Alwyn. And they've just kind of like... And he's been able to... Kind of whisper in her ear a little bit with like these like vocab words. Like, please and, like, use an Oxford comma. And just like yes. saying random things. <laughs> but it's so it's really cool. One of my one of the standout tracks to me is uh, the Last Great American Dynasty. There goes the Last Great American Dynasty. Who knows if she never showed up? What could have been? There goes. The woman this town has ever seen she had a marvelous time ruining everything and the reason being um because it feels like a parallel to like blank space okay um this whole idea of this woman taking charge of her narrative kind of going a little crazy mm. um and it's like not her and wow what's cool is She's now making up this whole, she's making up a, a narrative about something that has nothing to do with her, but she made that narrative up almost a decade ago. Uh, like like she's had this pocketed? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And it's really cool too. You see a lot of like traditional country writing. So um, The Last Great American Dynasty is perfect situation, case in point, where you hear... Um, someone talk about like in a outward like vocab like they them they mm -hmm. are they're doing this um she is doing this um like this girl is going out to the store and then the last chorus i'm the one going out mm -hmm. to the store and so you see that a lot in folklore you see that yeah. a lot in evermore but that's really cool classic like she's nodding to her to her country roots, roots. this feels very true taylor to me ah. this whole album and i think she would agree with you yeah. I think she would say yes, absolutely. Like you're in a you're in these four walls 24/7 stuck with yourself like in a pandemic. So what else are you going to do but like write yourself? Yeah. Put them in different people. I also really love the album art. You do? I do. I so she said uh, in an interview that she it was just her and a friend. Um, who didn't? Ha she didn't have a second shooter. She didn't have anything with her, yeah. and they just went out to a friend's woods and just shot photos. Like that feels Amazing, very yeah. normal. True. Um, compared to probably like the lover shoot where the, you know it's her hair, makeup, 
first second shooter, second shooter, yes. lighting crew, editing. editing crew. Like these photos are very untouched. These photos are very undone. She did her hair. She was cutting her hair. And it's just... It's representative of what the album is. Yeah, just very DIY. I think she's very good at that, though. You've seen that with Lover. The, like, yeah. head in the clouds, dreamy, pastel, and then Reputation, Reputation with the newspaper. 1989. 1989 with the Polaroid. And then Red with just the red. Lips? The red lips, yeah. So good. So I mean, she knows. Yeah, she, she knows what she's she, doing. She's a smarty pants. Good to trust her. I also think what's really interesting about this is the massive... Um, post-release of this album. So this album releases and the next day she's like, here's a whole merch line. With the cardigan. Here's yes. the cardigan that I've already had made. The cardigan is now on the doorstep of all these celebrities, all these yes. fans. Also, Again. She put it on, yeah, harking back to 1989. Yeah. Yeah, she put... Uh, she gave a cardigan to, I don't know if anyone has seen Cheer, the show Cheer, one of the coaches of the Cheer team. And I was just, I was like, wow, like maybe she watched the show and was like, yeah, I, I love like her. It. I'm going to send it to her. She gave the one of them to Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and she also goes, here's this on. Now here's all these bundles. And then, so that's insane. Like the amount of prep work that went into yeah. this quote spontaneous release. Like exactly. she had to have been working on this out. Al- she probably had to have finished up this album early to late May. Is my yes. guess. And it came March out November? to May. And it came out June, July. Oh, June. Evermore was November. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she probably was sitting on it for a few months and then like work, just mer- working on merch, working on rollout, yeah. like that whole stuff. So she does that, and then yes. she doesn't stop there. She starts releasing EPs. So she takes the different um, songs from folklore and Whoa. lays them out with um, different photographies from that shoot. Spotify users, so we she are said. So she has Cardigan, Cabin in the Candlelight version. Then she has Folklore, the Escapism chapter, and it's just six songs. So it's, it's the Lakes Seven. Um, then wow. it's folklore, the sleepless nights chapter, and then oh it's gosh. folklore, the saltbox house um, chapter. Why do two out of three of them have exile on both. Folklore, <laughs> yeah, I showed up at your party chapter. Yeah, um, showed And then she has one um, called the the dropped your hand while dancing chapter. But that's evermore. Evermore, yeah. and like wow. so, she just did that. Like, isn't that crazy? They're all like packaged for like different specific yes. niche because moments. you know she has like a journal entry about something like i've been up all night thinking about him and she's like oh these songs are exactly what i would listen yeah. to when i need that wow she's making these curated playlists which sounds like we're harkening back again to like you belong with me with these like niche stories but that are universe like hold universal truths like we've all experienced heartbreak We've all experienced like rejection. Yeah, rejection, loneliness, like loss of a friendship. And she's doing it in a more like 30 year old Taylor way now. Yeah. It's, it feels very mature. Yes. And she's like, yeah, this is, I'm sleeping. I'm, it's a sleepless night. I'm right there with you. Here's the songs I'm listening to tonight. I'm like, it's so good. It's, it's genius. It's really, I mean, it's good. Yes. Then she also releases the deluxe version with the lakes. The lakes mm-hmm. is a phenomenal Ooh. track. Ooh. Have you heard it? No. 
So the lakes, just listening. Good song. <laughs> yes. I like and it, it. And it makes sense. It's on the escapism chapter. Yeah. That like Taylor's like, I don't want to, I want to get away from these hunters with phones instead of knives. Uh, great imagery. Dang. So we thought she was done. Yeah. We thought she was done. Everyone's like, oh, okay. Okay, that whatever. Was a pleasant surprise for all the Swifties. And then she goes, hi, I'm partnering with Disney Plus. <laughs> Then we get the Lawn Pond like, Studio. What? I bet the Disney Plus stock went a up. A two-hour movie. I watched like 20 minutes of it. Oh, Lillian and I watched the whole thing. I so, thought it was great. It was cool to see Aaron and Jack in such a How they space. interact mm-hmm. with their... It's just... So if you haven't seen it, it's um, the three of them. They got together and they are just in a cabin and they are just writing music or they're just talking about each song and how that track came to be and then they're just playing it acoustically yes which is where that's where taylor was right something like that Mm -hmm. that's where they put it together she says at the beginning she says the long pond studio is where we were when they put it all together it's like some people were here oh she was yeah, at her yeah, house yeah. someone was somewhere else and but this is the album it. like that's where to they, the, something like that that's cool though yeah so they went back to like it just it started it and that it was so it was so cool to hear them like speak candidly and honestly and i feel like too when you're taylor swift and you have not you've only had one year out of almost a two decade career that you have not been in the spotlight to take a step back because everyone has to take a step back mm-hmm. and really evaluate where you are in your career and then to be able to articulate it like that's crazy yes like because i feel like for me this is not at all the same comparison but I'm, i was so busy at oru i was so busy in college i was like getting me three hours of sleep a night four mm-hmm. hours of sleep you know and I'm, I'm working so, 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 so hard. And then all of a sudden, there's like nothing. Like I'm in this house yeah. all the time. And I'm then I'm like forced to be creative and because I'm filling alone, time. you're alone with your thoughts. Alone yeah. with the things that you could usually numb with homework. Or not numb, like but like working out or like, yeah. Yeah. And to me, that was a really interesting reflective time. So I can't imagine being 30 years old. You haven't stopped in a decade, over a decade. And you had one of the biggest musical careers of all time. And now you're sitting there with nothing to do. And you're like faced with the realization of, did this last album that I like, that I released really, was that really the album that I needed? Or was that the album that I like thought that I needed for someone else? Yeah. Hmm. That's what wow. I love about folklore. Sheesh. It was like the start. It was that stepping stone to Taylor putting out work that she didn't think would get critical acclaim. Like, wasn't making it for the, the Grammy. Yeah. Mm. What's crazy, too, is like she said in the Miss Americana documentary, she, uh, when the Gram noms came out and she only got pop album of the year for reputation, she didn't get any of the big five. Yeah. And she goes, she's like crying and she goes, which I would be crying too. Yes. Your last album won every single award ever. <laughs> and she's crying and she goes, um, I need to write a, a better album. One. I need yeah. to do a better tour. I need to write a bigger song. I'm like. Which no. Girl, yeah. that's crazy. That, like, pick me attitude. That people pleaser. I mean, 
not everyone that listens to this is into the Enneagram, but she's an Enneagram three and I didn't know yeah. that. So very much so achiever. She's needs like, to be the best. If this album didn't achieve this, my next album <laughs> has yeah. to. My next album has to. And it didn't. It, it didn't. Lover didn't. It didn't do anything. But what's crazy is folklore did. Folklore and Evermore. When she finally accepted, like where she's at, mm-hmm. was at, just like, and when this she's, is me yeah. right now, present time, Taylor. Not honest. me trying to push a political agenda. Not me trying to be someone I'm not. Not me trying to be this pop icon. Taylor. Just Taylor. Also Jack. Jack. Also Jack. <laughs> Jack. 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 Yes. So. <laughs> so she wins how many Grammys? Five? This one? No, just one. Oh. She just won album of the year. Oh. I thought she ju- she won like Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Taylor just won album of the year. Which Which Oh my gosh. She just won. <laughs> like. Just one. Like that's not even a big deal. <laughs> it is. It's That's yeah. crazy. For an album that she like ripped her heart out and just put it on the page. Didn't really dress it up with anything. Oh, I I think that was a well-deserved. We already talked about the Grammys a little bit. I thought that was a well-deserved win. Yes. Folklore winning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, that. And this is, she's the first artist in history to have won three album of the years with three different genres. Wow. She won it um, with Speak Now for country, pop for 1989, and now alternative for folklore. Mm, so folklore was in the alternative. Yeah. Which, that, the way that they, genre albums is weird. With the but I think she classified it as alternative. Okay. Well, did it's, she? Oh, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, count it as so, you want. Yeah, she counts it as alternative. Yeah. Which I'm like, mm, girl, it's still pop. <laughs> it's still country. It's, but maybe that's why it doesn't fit. So and maybe that's why, yeah. And maybe that's why she. It's not pop. It's not really country. And the slider, yeah, it's like the spectrum. <laughs> pop country that's right a, in the middle. And maybe that's a conversation that we like need to have another day, where Let's it's like, what is two. what is alternative music? Yeah. Oh. You can't tell me that folklore and Phoebe Bridgers belong in the same mm. genre. Some people might. And Maggie. Maggie. We should have done a series on her. What are we doing? I'm waiting for album two. <laughs> you're, oh, you're I'm right. waiting for album okay. two. Before we move on and talk about Evermore, I asked my friend Katie, who is the biggest folklore stan I have met, and I asked her to yes. talk about... Her thoughts. I felt like her thoughts were going to be a little bit more profound, and I definitely was not wrong. So take a listen. For Taylor Swift, the folklore era is the epitome of liberty. Creative liberty to write, to produce, however she sees fit. You find her in her most authentic place of being. And... That happens when you have the people around you that are simpatico with you. They they vibe the same way you do. They there's just something chemically 
perfect about working with Aaron Dessner with Jack Antonoff to literally it's the catalyst for her creativity we've seen her grow as a singer as a songwriter and up to this point she's only ever written about her life her personal life what folklore did for her was literally provide her like this escape hatch not just from 2020 but to get out of the songwriting rut of I can only write about my life and be relevant as a creative, we take from our lives and we create from that place. And what Taylor did with Folklore and with Evermore is she was able to take from books that she's read, characters that she connected with, movies that she's watched, the world around her, uh, childhood heroes, family members. She has connected with these different storylines and through empathy has been able to channel those experiences so that they feel like they're hers in some ways they are um as she's written them from those perspectives but she is no longer limited to just her life and her romantic history which is honestly very healthy uh but it's infinitely more uh, magical in the possibilities that it provides her as a songwriter. This era, I see this as a new trajectory for her and whatever she chooses to produce in the future. So we think that folklore is over or we think that that's it. Yeah. Everyone's like, wow! Awesome! The long pond! Ah, yay! And then she goes... <laughs> she, LMFAO, JK... Second album. Evermore. Boom. Coming out tomorrow with my hit single, Willow. <laughs> yes. Wow. And, and you're like, you know it's going to be a hit. <laughs> yes. And you just see that picture of her back with the plaid with coat the on. Braids. With the braids. Her Katniss braid. <laughs> it's kind of iconic. She's coming in her Mockingjay phase. Kind of iconic. Yes. So she releases Evermore. Um, when she released that, I listened to it all the way through with no stops and I immediately was like this album is better than folklore mm-hmm. I didn't agree at first just because I wanted to hate on Taylor Swift but now that I've been this album's even better it's very the, good. there's like more I feel like the songs and evermore have a little bit more depth to it yeah they like round it more I'm like okay folklore I felt a little more raw to me um but Evermore just felt like every song just has that like nice finish like roundness to it that I think it all it needed to complete the picture. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is this album, along with all of her re-recordings that she's going to be releasing, are going to be up for Grammys next year. Ugh. We'll see you at the noms in January. Nominations yeah. Come out in January. Yeah. Bill, in her interview with Zane Lowe, she was saying that Folklore Summer and then Evermore fills in the seasons. But Evermore, she was writing songs after Folklore, and she thought that maybe Aaron and um, Justin Vernon, who's Bonnie there, they would use it for their other project, which is Big Red Machine. And since Taylor was writing with them, she's like, oh yeah, this is going to totally fit in with their sound. But then it started to sound like her. 
and more of what's going on in her heart. So she was like, well, we're I'm taking out, it. <laughs> we're putting out another album. I'm rapping on my own samples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she did. And she did. They're, they're great. Do you know any of the fan theory? I I feel like I know some of the fan theory behind it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try. And okay, the, give the it Swifties to me. can come come for me. Tolerate it is about this. Wait, we're gonna skip that one. I feel like I'm gonna test. Marjorie is about her grandma, yeah, yeah, who yeah. was an opera singer. Did you know yes. Marjorie is singing? Her grandma is singing at the end of that track. Oh, so if you listen to it with headphones, you hear like this, like oh. It's like, that's Opera. Marjorie. Crazy. Whoa. Maybe that's the only one I know. <laughs> okay, Tolerate is about something. But I can't figure out what it is. She wrote it about some show or something. Okay. Someone, someone's grandmother's cardigans. Okay. Sewer. Okay. <laughs> uh, My favorite track, Gold Rush. Gold Rush and Willow. Guys, guys, I know. You guys are probably listening to this like, Rachel, you're naming tracks that you like? And I say yes. Because Taylor Swift is a good writer. Now. Phenomenal now. writing. And it's because of Jack. And we'll get into that later. But happiness is also really good. Oh my gosh. Just the, okay, the difference. It's First of all, it's not the back to the album art folklore we don't we don't see her face and evermore we don't see her face so i think you're able to like put yourself Remove into her yeah you're putting yourself in her shoes which i mean most of her out al- like later albums you can't um, well lover's love literally a portrait oh. reputation is literally a portrait <laughs> okay forget it forget it i was trying to make a fan theory guys let me be in your swifty club please um but no i think it allows you to put yourself into the the picture a yeah. little bit better I wish, you know, this is very, like, anti, like, this, like, era, the sister albums. I wish she would have released, like, a movie with it. Mm. Like, not necessarily even her acting, but you get Last American, Last Great American Dynasty paired with, like, Nobody, No Crime. Wow. Get the Heim sisters in there. Like, a country, middle of nowhere with town. With Coney Island. Like, a big mansion. And the it's right on the edge of the forest, like Ivy. Yes. With like I can't get you off me. Yeah, Ooh. the party kind of like the same vibe of as like the blank space music video, but like more like rustic it, a yeah. little bit. A little bit of Chip and Joanna. Yeah, shiplap. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know, Shiplap. Um, I also like Evermore, but with Bonnie Bear again. Yeah. I like it better than Exile. Me too. Mm-hmm. Evermore just, mwah. it's just <laughs> the song. Is so good. Yeah. And I was catching my breath, floors of a cabin creaking under my step. And I couldn't be sure. I had a feeling so peculiar. This pain wouldn't be for evermore. Evermore. 
And it's interesting that Folklore didn't have a song named Folklore, but Evermore had a song named Evermore. What does that mean? Okay. Taylor, what does that mean? Well, I was listening to 1989 a couple days ago, and she says Evermore in it. <clears throat> That's probably a hint. She's, what? Didn't you say to me that there are Easter eggs in the... Yeah, Taylor Swift said in an interview at Reputation, she said there are Easter eggs that you will not see for years, like a decade, that you will like you'll be re-watching like, look what you made me do, and be like, oh my gosh, I finally get it. Which... She's crazy. I don't know if I can be on the train that long. <laughs> I'm like, she's oh. crazy with the Easter eggs. Like that's insane. So did you watch? Um, she had a uh, the Colbert interview or Stephen. Col- Just one of the night people. Yeah, and uh, she had a random interview talking about the song "Hey Stephen," Stephen mm-hmm. Colbert. Okay. And um, it was just a bunch of Easter eggs, pretty much telling her fans. That 1989 is going to be the next album album released hmm. on in May. She's already she's done with all of them. The, this interview is crazy. She just lists off a bunch of random numbers and in a random order. She has random pictures on there, like seagulls on the picture, um, like Polaroids. Hmm. She mentions an author who in 1989 wrote. About a short story, and the location is Willow. The town name is Willow. Like this is too much. It's like such a way. I feel like I'm in like, feel like the Harry Potter. Being a Swifties a full time (laughs) job. She, I mean, but I think that's the thing. She's like that makes it fun. She's been making these Easter eggs for since 2008, and now it's like I'm going to make this a thing. Yeah. Especially with the re-recordings. Like, Mm. it's going to be, like, she's, everyone has time on their hands. So they're like, she's like, and now I think, too, being removed from, like, main stage spotlight because of pandemic. She's like, I'm literally just speaking to my fans now. If you don't like me, at this point, you're not paying attention to me. Mm. So now I'm I'm only speaking to my fans. So So everything I do. Mouthing off numbers. Yes. Oh. I'm going to turn this interview on for you when we're done. Because it's okay, like, cool. it's, it's just crazy. I mean, it, like, the interview doesn't like, make what? sense. And Excuse you know me? it's all scripted. Mm-hmm. And you know it, like, serves a purpose. But what? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, going into the re-recordings, it's... I don't... She didn't plan for Scooter Braun to own her masters and... Yeah, because he bought them in 2019. Yeah, so she didn't plan for that, but... I love that the re-recordings are coming right after Folklore and Evermore because she's really shaking off. Whoa. (laughs) She's really shaking off that. Where am I going with this? Oh, shaking off the like people pleaser, pick me. She's embraced the narratives. She's coming in. She's literally, that's what people say your 30s are about. Like you finally, people like your 30s are amazing because you know who you are you're confident you're more affirmative of your own choices and you're able to just be yourself and i'm like yes like now she can come in on fearless with a stronger voice with all this like self-discovery behind her and did you see that fly she switched (laughs) up in fearless taylor version she switched up some of like the pronouns so she'll be like i can't think of like any of them off my head but she'll be like 
I saved myself. Mm. Or like instead of you saved me wow. or whatever, she'll be like, I saved me. A turn around. Like, oh, brilliant. Guys, I'm I'm on the train a little. I have one foot on the train. You're like getting dragged because you're like one foot on. <laughs> and the train's moving so fast. It is. It is. Um, but yeah, the, re- the re-recordings. So this is crazy. She's doing... I mean, we've talked about this a little bit in the last one. So all of her fans think that she is now going to do 1989 next. Which which would be great because I love that album. Uh, when it comes to 1989, I hope... If it really does... If the fans are correct and it comes out in summer... It'd be perfect. It is the only thing I'm listening to this summer. Awesome. Yeah. Only thing. And then, like you said, it renders the original one invalid. It immediately regular 1989 becomes now worthless. Mm-hmm. She's still working with the exact same creators, Jack Ansonoff, and now they've gained almost a decade of experience since then. Yes. They're so much more I wiser. Wonder if it'll like sound like it'll have that synthy. I hope it does. I really do. I do too. Because I still want that. I don't want the guitar like acoustic versions. I don't think they will. Okay. I yeah. think I, I think it'll like, still be like yes. pop. I want pop I want some dubstep. <laughs> Wait for red. Wait for red. Yes. It's like I knew you would. Um, I, I really am excited for her and where she's going with this. Um, I was thinking about this a few a few days ago. I I was like Taylor is really. I mean, she's always been in charge of her narrative. Mm-hmm. I feel like, but she really. I feel like now is doing something like and you can visibly see that it's making her feel complete. Yeah. Yes, in the interview she looks like more alive, Healthy. more ready to talk about it. It doesn't sound as much like industry talk. It's like this is what's going on and I'm putting it out there. I'm ripping the band-aid off and yeah. we're going to like do this. It's amazing. Mhm. I was going to bring up similarities between her and another person. Okay, well, <laughs> let's know. let's dip in. Kanye West. So, a while back, my friend Eric said, Kanye West and Taylor Swift are like the same person. And I was like, ah, how dare you? He's a Kanye fan. And I said, no. Kanye's our man and Taylor's, everyone else can have Taylor Swift. And then I, as I thought about it, I said, wait, they are the exact same person. So, let's start with the beginning of the career, their careers. Kanye West and Taylor Swift both coming out with great first albums. Um, they're not just like Kanye's isn't a self-titled, but um, Taylor's is, but it's still great. And everyone's like, oh, are they going to do it again? Are they going to be great? Mm-hmm. Comes out with another second bear. Um, we Fearless. Have, and, and then College Dropout. College Dropout. More recognition. Yes. And then another one with Speak Now. That was like it. Like you were like, okay, she's solid. That's Kanye West graduation. Uh, and... Trifecta, trifecta. You know what I mean. So we yes, have the so three, like three. We have the three solid country albums. We have three pure hip hop rap albums. Yes, and then after this, we get out of the Taylor Swift speak the, now. The yes. script writing We're done. And Kanye has his little package with graduation. The teddy the bear. bear. And we're done They're- with it. And we're done. And then we're we done with the glittery, glittery Taylor Swift. Yes. And now we're on red. Red, which this is where they differ because Connie. I mean, they can't. They're not going to be exactly the same person. But Connie comes out with 808s and heartbreaks. Yeah. Um. But as we get into later in their careers, we realize that the 
way that they make the best music is through collaboration. Like Kanye West made My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and Taylor Swift made 1989 working with Jack Antonoff and Kanye worked with so many people. But it's just like when you have someone else on your team, you do better. You go farther, faster and people recognize your work. And and yes. You know who they also both work with? Bonnie Bear. Bonnie Bear is the key. Wow. We figured it out. Cross the code. If you want to be successful, (laughs) Bonnie Bear. Bonnie Bear. No. And then, but later, um, I have like, I have like notes. Oh, like their careers are so in the public eye. We see it. We see them like, I feel like it's like a simulation. We see them on the stage of the MTV Music Awards in 2009. And it's like the difference between like the public eye being for you or against you. But then it comes back to Taylor and reputation where everyone's like, ah, she's lame. Uh, she just like dates boys and does whatever. Yeah. And then Kanye with him. Going crazy. Yeah. So everyone's like hating on both of them. But then they come back and they're like, Folklore I'm Jesus here. Like, King. this is who I am. Like, this is really what I want to do and what I want to be. And I'm making tons of, they both have tons of albums that are all great. And isn't it just, crazy that yeah. we... I think this really speaks to the like higher narrative of we have a standard of these artists that are so ridiculously unrealistic yeah. and we are expecting Taylor Swift and Kanye who are both very flawed people to be perfect and release perfect music yes. and release the music every single time and yet we're we're out here we have no <laughs> idea what we're doing yeah. you know what I mean and, and Zane Lowe talks about it with in his interview with Taylor. Like, this has to be exhausting for you. Yeah. To keep on just pumping out stuff for everybody. And finally, like, Taylor's they like, both. yeah. I feel like Kanye and Taylor are it both catch, at that point. It catches up to you yeah. as an artist. It has to. It's... And I think both of them are at a very healthy spot. And I think a lot of artists are. I think... Katy Perry's at that spot. I think Lady Gaga's at that spot. I think Rihanna is definitely at that spot where it's like, I'm only going to put stuff out that I'm extremely proud of Mm -hmm. and speaks the loudest to where I'm at right now. Which this pandemic did that. Yeah. Like, now you know who you are. So now you know what decisions to make. You know who's around you. Align to, yeah. It, mm. It's really, it's unfortunate that it took a pandemic to yeah, that's true. to have these artists realize that they're human um, because of how much like hurt that the pandemic caused. But I think there's something really beautiful to be said about being a creative or being someone that has been so exhausted and then a forced time of rest. Yeah. Like a forced time to be with your family. Everything gets shaken. Yeah. You have no option but Mm -hmm. to sit. And that's that's the first time that Kanye and Taylor have probably sat in over a decade. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I remember like when I think of like artists on high drive, I always think of One Direction. When One Direction were going and five years they had five albums. I mean, like, that's insane. And they had four tours in that. And so many fans. and Biggest boy band to ever exist. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, 
them in an interview saying like if we have one day off we don't know what to do the burnout because they're um, just so exhausted they like have no energy or mental space to do anything mm-hmm. and like to me that's so crazy but as a fan as a consumer i remember being like i need their next album like oh it's sorry. november sorry, i need the next sorry album sorry that you guys are <laughs> like tired but i i want an album <laughs> and i think that like I think early 2000s really did this for us where it's like, I I care about your art more than you. Mm. And I think COVID specifically, and a lot of artists like Taylor are taking this back and saying, either one, I'm completely ripping myself out of the narrative, or two, I'm changing the narrative to be about me and human and humanness. Humanizing the music industry or humanizing art too. Yeah. I think that's monumental. Wow. I think... And I don't think we'll fully like see the the what came out of the pandemic for a long time. Mm-hmm. But I really think when we're all older and, and we reflect on that this time period, I really believe that some of the most beautiful art that we'll see in a long time will all like stem from the pandemic. Yeah. Including this, this podcast. podcast. This will go down as one of the most beautiful pieces of art in this decade. This podcast. I believe it. Let's let's recap. Uh, we're done with season one. Wow! Thank you, thank you for listening. Yeah, this is massive. Wherever you are, it's crazy when we started this because it started off as a joke, <laughs> and it like it was one of those things where we were talking about music every week together, and we I don't know I don't know where this really came from, but. It amazes me every week that people care to listen. Yeah. Um, and care about music in the way that we do. Yeah, music and art. And I, it, I'm looking at our titles from our previous podcasts, just like watching Sundance with us, finding out new movies, like watching the Super Bowl, learning about Free Britney and the media and the way that it paints people. And then going into Frank and yeah. working through like, his coming of age as an artist and his influence and his humanness also and being able to like dive into artists. I don't know. What was your favorite moment of season one? I I love the Frank oh I love the Frank that week that we spent on Frank Ocean. I but I'm always <laughs> gonna love Frank. I really loved our conversation about free Britney. Um that made me really think about how we treat celebrities and how we how I am consuming media. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm consuming like the idea of a person or if I like actually respect a person as a person. Wow. Um, so I think that one made me think a lot. Um, the Super Bowl was really fun. March Madness was like crackhead March. energy. <laughs> yes. Going wild. No. What about you? What was one of your favorite I, moments? I loved March Madness. I loved talking about the backyardigans. Yeah. And um, I loved our Kanye episode. I do too. I thought that was great. I thought it was a great intro into who we are and the ways that we dissect music and just our friendship. 
Yeah, and yeah. I think just like talking with you every week has been great. Sitting down with my my brother. Yeah. And talking and yeah, I want to thank you for all your work uh, you put in. <laughs> you put in the work too. No, you put in big work. You made our if you guys are looking at the screen right now, he made that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> our cover. And you edit most of our episodes. <laughs> Oops, said it. I said it. I said it. You edit most of them, so if they sound amazing, it's Ethan. If they sound terrible, it's me. No, not true at all. Anyway, I I'm very uh, I'm very thankful for season one. I think I I grew a lot as a person looking at our cover, like seeing where we were in September. What was it? September? Yeah, that's when we um, shot. Or yeah, November. no, we shot it in November. November. Um, seeing how much we grew from there as people and yeah. like where we're at now is really exciting to me. Um, we already, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm really excited to come back in a few months with season two. Yes. And we won't be gone over the summer. You can keep up with us on social media, on Instagram, soundculture.online. Um, also our website, you can learn more about us, who we are. Um, but yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not going to be gone. We're not going to be be gone. Working like Taylor Swift. Behind the scenes. We're up to something always. We got a new, a new new coming season two, but maybe something before then. Ooh. Maybe. Keep your eyes peeled. All right, guys, this has been so fun. Until yes, we talk so again, yeah. we'll see you soon. Bye.